1: held and you're listening to the farm report a heritage radio network show about the people processes and policies that shape how food is produced today today we're sharing episode one of a special heritage radio series hosted by yours truly called behind the label with american humane this episode is part of a sponsored series produced in partnership with springer mountain farms and american humane to listen to additional episodes Head to heritageradionetwork.org or search for Behind the Label with American Humane on your favorite podcast app. Enjoy! <music> Hello, this is Lisa Held, and you're listening to Behind the Label with American Humane, produced by Heritage Radio Network for Springer Mountain Farms. This is the second episode of a podcast series that dives into what the American Humane certified label really means and how Springer Mountain Farms specifically applies the label standard to raising healthy, happy chickens in the hills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. With me again today is Robin Gansert, the President and CEO of American Humane. Welcome, Robin. Glad to be with you again. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thrilled to be back. And for this episode, uh, we also have American Humane's Director of Farm Program Operations, Haley Grimes. Welcome, Haley.
2: Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate the opportunity to join this podcast.
1: Great. So in this episode, we are going to get an inside look at the farm certification process, all the way from the point when a producer like Springer Mountain Farms expresses interest in becoming American Humane certified through to the chicken ending up at the grocery store with the American Humane certified label on the packaging. So let's start at the beginning uh, with how producers get interested. So Robin Does American Humane recruit farms to go through the certification process, or do farmers typically reach out about certification?
3: Lisa, I'm so glad you asked this question because this, I think, is just wonderful news. Farmers and ranchers reach out to us when they are interested in certification. It's a completely voluntary process. Our farm team works to get our name out there as much as possible, and many will see our American Humane Certified seal on proteins in grocery stores across our great country. But we're also regularly in the news, commenting on farm animal welfare and best practices. Our team attends trade conventions to talk with interested farmers and ranchers. So they come to you. They do, Lisa, and farmers who have excellent welfare standards reach out to us because they want to work independently uh, with an independently verified uh, certification process. They want to make sure that, you know, all standards are independently verified so consumers can truly make informed purchasing decisions that support farm animal welfare.
1: Right. And so, Haley, once a producer is interested and says, "Okay, I'm going to reach out to American Humane to see what this is all about, Walk us through the very first step. What's the first thing you do?
2: We take the time to get to know the producer or the processor and their production. So this would include a conversation with them to talk about the animal type or species that they have, uh, the size of their operation, the type of production that they have, and any additional information relevant to their company or their operation. So we would discuss their interest in the certification, what they hope to achieve, and answer any questions that they may have about American Humane our robust scientifically-based standards, and the certification process.
1: Got it. Are there certain questions that are really common, like questions or concerns, that farmers that are just starting out often have?
2: Well, typically they like to learn a little bit more about American Humane and our organization, the programs that we offer, and our history they're eager to see if they ha- are currently meeting the standards or if they'll need to improve their current production in order to receive certification and they're also interested in the auditing process and the steps needed to achieve the certification.
1: Right. And those steps, so we're going to we're going to get more into that. Um, is American Humane kind of helping the producer throughout the whole process, you know, if they need to make changes in order to meet the standards, are there people at American Humane that assist them in doing so? Oh, absolutely. We really enjoy
2: working with interested producers and processors to work towards certification. It's our goal to strive to impact the lives of as many animals as possible. Part of this is assisting producers with improvements, whether they're currently certified or they'd like to be certified in the future. We offer resources and assist them with any questions that they may have about improving their current systems and production for animal welfare. And we also offer the opportunity uh, to complete pilot audits for producers that are interested in becoming certified.
1: And so may- maybe let's talk about an example. So what are some examples of the most important farm certification standards that, say, a broiler operation like Springer Mountain Farms would need to meet? So,
2: each of our standards are important in assessing the animal welfare and animal husbandry practices of an operation. Our standards are developed in consultation with our scientific advisory committee, and each individual standard is tailored to evaluate the various components in an operation that are imperative to animal welfare. There are basic standards and auditing components that are relevant and apply across species, such as records and documentation, animal welfare policies. Some of these would include a zero-tolerance policy for animal abuse and a code of conduct. We also have requirements for animal health and nutrition plans, feed and water access, biosecurity, uh, equipment, environment, things for handling, euthanasia, transportation, and processing. And that's just to name a few. Uh, Within each of these components, there are requirements specific to boiler production. So we have some more specific items that are tailored to boiler production. Some examples of these would include specialized training and care for broilers, a lighting program, specific space requirements. We do gate scoring and observations. We recommend that our broiler producers provide enrichments. And we also have specific requirements for litter. Um, And I'm happy to explain any of these items in more detail if you're interested in learning some more.
1: Yeah, and I think in in future episodes as well, we're going we're going to go deeper into a lot of the specific requirements um, and some of the the scientific research that supports those individual requirements as well. So, so we're kind of each episode digging a little bit deeper um, into those standards, and so in in terms of the process, so they come to you and they they learn about these standards or they're making changes. How how intense is that process for producers like do they often have to make very big structural changes to their operations yep so it would just
2: depend on the sorry so it would just uh, (laughs) depend on the producer or processor um some of them come to us you know already ready um and prepared to have that audit completed. And other, uh, other producers come to us for uh, questions and support in, in achieving those goals. So some of them may have bigger expenditures, you know, whether they be capital expenditures for equipment, um, if they're needing to retrofit a previous, pre- previous production system or barn. Um, and then they'll come to us for that information and assistance uh, to prepare them for the audits and to uh, be approved by the certification program.
1: So you mentioned audits. Let's talk about audits. Um, who conducts them and how often are American Humane certified farms actually audited?
2: So we're a third party auditing program. So the American Humane staff does not conduct the audits. Rather, we have independent third party auditing companies that have trained and experienced auditors who complete the audits according to our standards and our audit tools. And
1: so, So it's a you sort of share the standards with this third party outlet and then they conduct the audits and then they bring them information back to you. Correct. So we train the auditors and the
2: auditing companies on our standards. They send out their auditors trained and ready to complete the audits on farm. Once the audits are completed on farm, they send that information back to us via our database. Uh, We review it in-house here at American Humane and uh, follow up with any producers on anything that needs to be completed before certification can be given.
1: Okay. And I, I know you're not actually doing the audits on like your staff isn't doing them, but can you walk us through what what a farmer would experience, like a farmer at Springer Mountain, if the auditor shows up, what that actually looks like on the farm. Sure,
2: the audit usually begins in the company or farm office where the auditor will review records for the documentation portion of the audit. So we have a full section of our audit that's completely dedicated to documents and records. This would include a review of items like documentations and records of production, Daily observation and inspection. So, our producers are going through the barn and inspecting their animals two times a day. They'll be checking building checklists, training requirements for producers, and also standard operating procedures, more commonly known as SOPs. Once this is all completed in the office side of the audit, the auditor will then observe and evaluate the animals, the facility, and the environment. So, this would include evaluating feed and water access, inspecting equipment and buildings, evaluating the air quality, the lighting the space, the litter, and then any observations for gait or bird mobility. Auditors will also observe the hatchery and the transportation and processing of the broilers for evaluation of animal welfare during these particular stages of production. And how often does that happen? So once a producer receives certification, their American Humane Certified Certificate approval remains in effect for one year. Each year thereafter, the company is audited for recertification. Um, Prior to each year's audits, the producer or processor will provide any updates or changes to the list of locations that are covered, and this information will be updated for each company to reflect the current operations and production. So each year, um, we're going back out to each of the companies and and doing audits as well.
1: Okay. And, you know, one question um, I think that, that comes to mind for me right away is what happens if they fail? If the auditor says, you know, we, we found they, they're not actually meeting the standard.
2: Right. So if a producer or processor fails an audit, they would need to undergo a re-audit. Uh, the producer or processor would need to pass
1: the audit in order to receive certification. Okay. So they, but do you give them like a certain amount of time to get things back up to the standard?
2: Correct. So, you know, if if we go to a barn and we do an audit and there might be a non-conformance for a particular item, say, for example, there might be a spot of wet litter, they have a certain amount of time that they're allowed to complete a corrective action and they will fill out a corrective action form for that and submit it to us. And then they will also let us know when that is completed. And that gives them time to be able to correct situations that they might um, need to have a little bit of time to complete.
1: Got it. So, um, Robin, do we know how many, all together, how many farms have gone through this entire process and become American Humane certified?
3: You know, what's great about this is when I started American Humane a decade ago in 2010, our program was 10 years old at that time, and we had 50 million animals being certified every year through this rigorous and scientifically based process, Today, 10 years later, 20 years since the founding of this historically significant program, we're now close to 1 billion farm animals each and every year being certified through the process that Haley just described. And every year, this looks like fifteen to 20,000 farms and ranches across our great country. Again, these are farmers and ranchers voluntarily raising their hand, opening up uh, their facilities, their infrastructure, their processes, their procedures, and indeed, they're animals for us to look at and to examine and to explore and to make sure they absolutely comply with our audit process. So I think it's a great kudos to uh, those innovative and forward-thinking producers such as Springer Mountain Farms to, uh, to be so... Uh, so, accessible for American humane to allow us to come in, and most importantly for consumers, allow us to demonstrate that these producers indeed are humane, and that's what's critical. So, to answer your question, Lisa, 15 to 20,000 farms and ranches participate in this process each and every year, which equals about 1 billion farm animals.
1: So it's pretty big.
3: <laughs> yes, it's um. huge. It's the largest <laughs> of its kind. We're very proud of this program yeah. and I'm very proud to work alongside Haley. You can tell by her responses to uh to our Questions in our dialogue today, uh, how thoughtful she is as a, as a farm leader. And we have um, many other on our farm team that are really just experts in not only farm animal certification, but also hands on and working on farms. And uh, Lisa, I can tell you that Hey Leah uh, uh, is uh, uh, incredible in terms of her ability to uh, work on the farm because she's been there, she's done it. Uh, so she definitely has a real life experience.
1: Absolutely. and. The farms that are certified, um, do they ever have contact with each other? Like would a producer like Springer Mountain Farms um, look to other broiler operations for guidance or you know would they share best practices that they've learned? Um, is there any collaboration between American humane, humane certified farms?
2: So we do have a network of certified producers and processors. Uh, We may have producers and processors that work together on particular food items. So for example, they might have a sausage product that includes both chicken and pork or a breakfast sandwich that includes eggs and cheese. So by working together on these food items, they're able to provide the customer or the consumer with a product that is made with only American Humane certified proteins. And they can showcase this on their product label. So you know, they do work together on occasion, Um, several producers, it's it's really wonderful to see them come together in times of situations where there is, you know, we had more recently some of the hurricanes that hit uh, the United States on the East Coast. And we actually worked with some of our producers together to make sure that they were able to fulfill orders. So that was connecting producers with each other within the same protein category so that they could work together to achieve that fulfillment of product, which was really wonderful to see.
1: That's that's really interesting. Um, And Let's talk a little bit about um, more about the broiler operations and Springer Mountain Farms in particular. I think they were actually the first um, broiler operation to be certified. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. Yes, they were our very first broiler production to be certified, which was wonderful for them to take that big leap um, and and become the first American Humane certified producer from
1: from the broiler side. So did did the Did that certification kind of inform the process of certification going forward since it was the first one the organization had completed? Right. So a
2: lot of these producers and processors that were our foundation producers and processors that first became involved in the program, um, you know, really helped provide feedback and, you know, to our auditors, the experience on farm to understand and, and evaluate animal welfare in a setting where American Humane certified standards are applied. So we really appreciate that feedback we get from those producers and processors, as well as our auditors that are in the field to help um, improve our standards and, and continue to apply in-field studies and research to improve our standards and work with our scientific advisory committee uh, to make that happen.
1: What kind of um, experts are on the scientific advisory committee? So currently, our scientific advisory committee stands at
2: 24 individuals. They're each experts in their field of expertise. Uh, We have scientific advisory committee members that are dedicated to pork production, broiler production, layer production, and so on. So we have some amazing scientific advisory committee members, several that are very, very well known. Uh, One of our scientific advisory committee members is actually Dr. Temple Granin, who has been um, you know, a leader in terms of animal welfare, whether it be on farm or in processing, as well as those that are um, involved in, in the autism community. So she's been wonderful to have on our committee. And, and just like her, there are so many other advisory committee members that are, are so important in their fields of research and study. And they provide us with wonderful information and top uh, up-to-date research to make sure that our our, ref- our audits and our standards are reflecting that.
3: And I think importantly too, Lisa, to add to, hey a uh, great description of our scientific advisory committees. Again, these are internationally known and uh, experts and researchers and uh, uh, folks who really understand what it is to be humane on farms and ranches. But important in that uh, contingent of of incredible uh, thought leadership are ethicists because we believe that our American Humane Farm Animal Program uh, should be built on a solid foundation of ethics Uh, because when people look for our seal, not only are they looking for great animal welfare, but they're also looking for an understanding of ethics in food production. So we're really proud that we have ethicists on all of our scientific advisory committees at American Humane.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe a little unexpected. Um, and and I like you know you just said you know they they kind of help um, create this idea of what it means to be humane. And and I'm thinking about the the broiler certification process that we've been talking through and some of the things that you mentioned, Haley. I think a lot of people would assume like you know obviously strong standards against animal abuse. Um, are there any aspects of the certification um that are a little more surprising like i'm curious if either of you have something that people are often like wow i'm surprised to learn that that's something that farmers that have the certification have to do for their animals
2: great question so i think we get a, a lot of questions in terms of how in depth our standards are. So for each standard that we have there, there's quite a bit that applies to each standard. So I think a lot of people are interested to see that we're actually walking through every barn and making sure that those birds are taken care of. We're, we're doing litter tests where we're actually picking up the litter and squeezing it to make sure it's dry enough for the broilers. You know, we have specialized training. I think a lot of people are really surprised at just how much training that we have done on farm and, and specialized for each job with and role within the organization or the company. So that's really important too, because, you know, the training is the thing that sets the foundation for them as they work and, and go through their day-to-day tasks. Um, you know, and I, I think from a large portion of it too, a documentation, a records keeping portion of it is is surprising. I think to most people, you know, from a farm perspective, you have a lot of family, family farm involvement. Um, so you might have producers that ha- have an underlying understanding of what's done day-to-day on a farm, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's, having the consumers and and society understand that what that might be. So these record keeping and documentation portion of it is, is very important as well. And I think that comes to a surprise just how much effort and energy goes into this program and what these producers do and, and just go above and beyond, I think what people generally expect. So, you know, it, it's just interesting to see, uh, you know, their faces light up when we talk about our program and what they do. And and I know every time we get done talking to somebody, um, you know, on a consumer level, they're, they're so interested to learn more and then just surprised to see everything that our producers do for their animals.
1: I, I think that, I'm impressed hearing you talk about that because I don't think farmers generally don't like paperwork. So it's impressive. <laughs>
2: <that>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 wonder. It's it's interesting too because you know they they just have all this they 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 record all this information and it helps set levels and be able to improve over time. So having that information is helpful for them as well to improve. Um, but it's always interesting and, you know, speaking from a farm level, it's always challenging with documentation to keep that all in order and straightened out being that you're working with animals all the time. So I don't think people necessarily think about the fact that that's a very large component of, of, you know, what we need to improve over time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Robin, before we wrap up, um, I'd love to just hear from you if uh, if there's anything sort of in the future as for American Humane Certified. If you have big goals coming up or plans, or in terms of growing the program, like. What what does the future look like for this farm certification process? Will it will it change at all?
3: Yes, and at American Humane, we have a bold vision for the future for our farm animal welfare program. Currently, there are almost ten billion animals each and every year in food production, and our vision is simple: we would like for every animal in US food production indeed around the world to live a humane life. We would like every single one of the animals in food animal production to be insured of humane certification standards and again that those standards are independent, independently verified, that they're created by a group of leading scientific experts such as ours at American Humane um, and indeed I believe on a personal level that all consumers want to ensure that all animals are treated humanely so our vision is simple that every animal in food production have a humane life
1: well that's certainly a a big big bold vision (laughs) excited yeah excited to see um, how the what the future holds and Lisa I want
3: to add one more thing I'd like sure. to thank Springer Mountain Farms, too, for being one of those foundation partners uh, in the year 2000 as we created this program. This program was indeed innovative. It was uh, a, uh, certainly a pioneer uh, in the space, certainly a pioneer in food production. And Springer Mountain Farms was there with American Humane from the very beginning. And that takes bold leadership, and we're certainly proud to be a partner. And what
1: a, I, I didn't realize it was tw- uh, 2000 when it started. So, what a perfect time for us to be doing this given it's a 20 year anniversary.
3: Yes, 20 year anniversary.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, Robin, Haley, thank you so much for sharing all the details of the farm certification process with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa, and thank you, Haley. Thanks for listening to the second episode of Behind the Label with American Humane. In the next episode, we'll talk more about the science that supports American Humane certified standards for poultry and how Springer Mountain Farms applies those standards.
3: We hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage.
0: Thanks for listening. This program is powered by Simplecast.